It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. Good evening, Off Grid Preppers. It is episode 25. That's crazy. Yeah. It's part two of emergency backpacks for your whole family. And we have so much more to talk about as far as just like what do you put in the backpacks and we have bugged out and had to use ours enough times where did we leave off with our flood story did we finish that I feel so like we the helicopter that. came we didn't even get to the helicopter so i went to the fire station right. i told them where you were eventually the helicopter came to get you by which time i was at I looked like Plan C, Plan D you, location. You, you guys had left town to go to the country house of a relative. And it wasn't the direction that you would have intended for us to go. Like, this was not on plan because the flood was coming from away and covering a direction. Like, we had no choice which direction to go to. Yeah. It was messed up. And you were ironically going towards the source of the flood we ended in up that particular... Spending three weeks, a hundred feet from, from the, the river. river. Yeah. But it was the safest Yeah, your uncle that. lost bulls and cows lost, and everything down lost, that river. I think like 10 acres of land. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Into the river. That's And nuts. every night we could hear the giant boulders clunk yeah. in the river. Like, I remember that. It was. it was nuts. And so you're still on the roof at this point? Still on the roof. Just now considering... Hmm. Like I had, I had kind of blocked out that people had to go to the bathroom. Even mm-hmm. though one of the things I grabbed in the house was a bunch of toilet paper. We talked about that. Yeah, and just yesterday when we were recapping, I was like, you know, I never actually saw anybody using the toilet. I must have like obviously given them their space yeah. by turning my head because that's all you could do, <laughs> and then blocking it out. Yeah, weird things happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're on the roof, and. Yeah, the sky was crazy. Okay. Do you yeah, sort of remember? That, um, it was like this kaleidoscopic, like like if you've ever lived through a tornado. Yeah. It was that same like creepy sky. Was. But there wasn't a tornado. No, but it was tornado season yeah. there. There mm-hmm. were tor- tornadoes there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were on the roof, and uh, before the helicopter came, we we were all chilling out. It was like the afternoon. Just hanging out on the just roof. Just hanging out on the roof. Watching the river go by. Nervously socializing because we were all just <laughs> super nervous because this house was a really poorly built house. Yes. It's a flat roof structure in the prairies. In the prairies. Where it's going like to get holy crap cold and eight feet of snow on it. It was a badly built house. And one of my more interesting memories was we're sitting there and nothing's happening and suddenly this young guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mid-30s at this point okay so i'm not an old man but i'm certainly not a young man and this young guy comes in and he's walking through the river this is waist swim walking chest deep poo filled river water (laughs) and he's a little too casually walking through this water creepy no, like he's gonna drown if I don't do something. Oh, like like he doesn't quite understand where he is. is yeah, in. something yeah. dimensions <laughs> setting in, and uh, I yell at him and I get his attention and I say, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, you want to come up on the roof?" And at first, he says, "Uh, no, I'm good." <laughs> no, that's literally what he said. <laughs> he, he was fine. 
<laughs> everything is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> we need to take a quick break to talk about Major Mom's ground control. The best weed and insect repellent We've I've ever, ever seen. Encountered. Yeah. It is all natural. You will recognize every ingredient on that list. It won't damage your soil. Most of the stuff is stuff that you probably use in your kitchen every day, but they've combined it in a way that just obliterates the weeds. The ingredients have been used separately in the past, which is yeah. what we are all about. It's what the company who makes this Tiny Foot Ventures is all about, okay. about bringing back forgotten recipes or innovations that were lost in the, the chemical race of the 20th and yeah. 21st centuries. Right. It, it's just been absurd. So it's faster. It's faster. It's better. It's, it's more the, effective. The ingredients are abundant. And you it's don't safe have to for your pets and your kids it is. and your people. Yeah. And you don't have to dilute it or mix it. Now, it's not made of urine. But <laughs> no. <laughs> but it is natural. Do you do, everybody's heard this thing where if you pee on your feet it cures athlete's foot. Now, right. I haven't okay. done that, but it's because urine has ammonia in it, which is an extremely effective cleaning agent. Okay, this does not have ammonia in it. It does not have ammonia. It's not that kind of cleaner. Right. It is acetic acid based. I think it's, got it's, some salt. it's stronger acetic acid than what you and I can buy. It uh, looks like three times the strength. Yeah. So I don't know where you get that, but that's you I think part of the secret. It down. Yeah. yeah. It has coconut oil. Okay, all of these are organic. Several so oils. I'm not going to say organic. Coconut palm, olive, uh, uh, hemp oil, mint, jojoba hemp oil, oil. Pe- peppermint. That's right. I lived through the 90s. Jojoba. I know it's pronounced everything. Jojoba. 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 Everything. <laughs> Lemongrass. It has garlic oil, citric acid, vitamin E. Um, and what the oils do, from what we can tell, is if you went to pour the the base ingredients on a plant they would just roll off Mm -hmm. but the integration of the oils and certain oils yeah it's almost like it kind of makes it so forces it yeah it makes it soapy and it forces it to stick to the leaf Mm -hmm. of the plant anyway we were astounded 15 minutes and the quantities they have oh oh, they've got that and we did it on a hot sunny day and you could see these plants you could actually watch these plants die yeah it was amazing. And if you battle like dandelions in your courtyard mm-hmm. or your patio or and you, something. And if you've tried Roundup, it doesn't do that. It no. D- you're like, did this or work? Or it doesn't last. Like it doesn't get the tap root. No. Like, you're not having to come Which back is and what, reapply this. That's what the whole thing is. Is yeah. round The gly- be glyphosates hit the tap root, but they for don't. For how bad it is for you, it should be better. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. So use Major Moms instead if you want a $15 off coupon. Mm-hmm. You have to buy it from our site. Yeah com. it's in the store use the coupon code OGPF and you get 15 bucks off and free shipping within continental USA and Canada nice sweet enjoy the rest of your summer without weeds and bugs <laughs> so moving on we're on this roof and this young guy comes walking up or wading up I should say and, and it is like almost chest height like if you've been in a river like every once in a while yeah. if you lose your footing even just like knee height oh yeah get out from in a real you. river you're gone like yeah. you you'll you can't recover yeah so anyway this guy's walking through the river and i'm talking to him and i immediately realize he's not all there mm-hmm. like he's not totally yeah cognizant he's in shock or something. he is in shock and especially when he was like no i'm good I don't <laughs> like where are you going? He's like headed towards the river. He is. He's like headed towards the source, <laughs> going to his dying hole. 
Anyway, so I, 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 I get his attention. I, I like have to kind of yell at him at one point to make him kind of snap out of him. Like, okay. Hey! And uh, I end up passing a ladder. This is one of the things I grabbed right. out of the truck was a step ladder. Uh-huh. And I pass a ladder down so we can climb up and we yank him up and he's climbing over me. And then I yank the ladder up so it doesn't get washed away in the flood. And he's standing there looking like a drowned cat. <laughs> and a few of the women say you know they start checking on him and mm-hmm. and they're like are you okay he's like no no i'm good i'm good, I'm good. he's <laughs> covered in mud and gunk and just disgusting yeah. and like he probably needs some antibiotics yeah <laughs> and so eventually i remember that in my backpack i had bought right. a change of clothes that day because that day i had gotten a promotion right and I was no longer going to be in the field. And so I thought, well, I better... I'm downtown anyway, looking at a job. I'll swing into a store and get a nice set of clothes. And anyway, I realized I've got clothes in my backpack. So selfishly, I didn't want to give them my new clothes. They were really nice clothes. They were. <laughs> and I, the clothes I was wearing were still very nice. They were yeah. tradesman clothes. And they were clean. And so... Yeah, some like high-quality Carhartts. And, yeah. Once again... I'm sure we all saw things that we blocked out that day. <laughs> there was nowhere to change. So we both stripped down to our underwear. I convinced him to change out of his wet clothes, and I gave him my clothes and put on my new clothes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually leads to a really funny part later in the story. <laughs> so anyway, the guy's on the roof, and we're there for hours. Oh. Hours. Like... I wish it was only hours. It, you were there for... Well, till dark. I was till dark. It was very early in the morning when it started, and I was there till almost midnight. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't multiple days, okay. thankfully. Yeah. Um, it felt like it, but it wasn't. I think I eventually got to your, the mm-hmm. place you guys mm-hmm. fled to at t- three or four in the morning. Yeah, it was like, it was almost morning. Yeah. So, the guy gets on the roof, and the flood's getting more and more intense. Right. And it's like we're starting to worry about the structural integrity of the right. building and the, the houses around us, which were much Once better built. it starts built. to get, like, above the foundation yeah. line and it's flowing through your main floor. Oh, it it, it like, was, yeah. Like, this uh, was well above car height. Like, yeah. th- between the time this guy came on the roof and now what I'm talking about now, it was like maybe an hour and it, it probably went up six feet. Yeah. Like, it was just insane. And we're on this roof. And uh, some of the girls are getting hungry, so mm-hmm. I dug out some of the granola bars that I had saved for my lunch and that I had got from the house when we were in there, and everybody's I'm trying to keep everybody happy. And we hear some glass breaking uh-huh. in the house beside us. Oh, no. Glass. Like, this is... I'm sure the main floor is soaked. Right. And we look over, and these houses, townhouses, so yeah. they're like 10, 12 feet apart, maybe yeah. 20 feet apart. And townhouses. Houses in town. Houses in town. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, these are detached residences Bungalows. in town. Yes. And I see these arms pushing glass out. Way higher. Like, so this old lady and her dog are in the house next to us the whole time. Oh, but they couldn't open the door because of the water. I don't know if it was they couldn't. I, I feel at some point she chose not to. Like, she was just going to stick it out. Okay. Which was very... I don't want to say the name of the town, but this was very that town. Yes. Like, I'm just going to push through. Yeah, this will be fine. God love them. That's part I'm of what we've raised on. Exactly. <laughs> and so, no, I, no judgments at all. I totally get where she was yeah. coming from. But now is the time she realized that, the, you know, it's only two feet between where yeah. she's at and the ceiling and right. she's going to drown. She's going to run out of air. So she's breaking glass and getting out. 
and the it's a raging torrent at this mm-hmm. point. Like, where's she gonna go? No, she just she just rather drown outside than in. So at this point, I realize we gotta help this lady. Yeah. And I've got three kids. Yeah. Young kids, and this guy we've been talking. He's single. He's just chilling out. Yeah. And so I jump in the water first, okay. and I'm I'm bringing this up mostly for my own like. The funny thing is, until yesterday when we mm. did that first podcast, we've yep. never debriefed on this. We actually haven't. So it's like we blocked it out. You're all witnessing the step-by-step debriefing of uh, an incredible, a traumatic event, from traumatic life experience. Years ago. <laughs> we have more. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, so this old lady's broken the glass and she's trying to shove her dog out. That's mm-hmm. the first thing she's doing. She's it's like a border collie. It's mm-hmm. some weird mutt thing, and and I'm, I obviously she loves this dog. Yeah. And. Um, Immediately, you see the dog start to get caught up in the current. Yeah. And so I jump in first. And right away, I realized I am past my limits. Yeah. I'd been, di- I'd been dieting heavily. Yeah. No, I had. Like, yeah. This is where I am as a person right. in this spot in life. We were still recovering vegans. Still recovering vegans. So. Which was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> milk was a milk bad, was a bad no, choice. Not milk was a bad choice. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm weaker than I expect, and I get yeah. in this water, and I can feel my heart racing, and I feel the soul being sucked out and of me. And you're like, like, you used to be a lifeguard. I I was it's a not lifeguard. Like you're not a good swimmer. I also used to eat meat. <laughs> okay. So you know. Anyway, um, I eat meat now, and I'm strong. That's yes. where we're at. We eat mostly meat. So yeah. So I get in the water, and immediately I realize I'm past my limits. Like, there is no way. And one of the reason I said I mentioned three kids earlier is that's the first memory. That's the first thought oh. that flashes in my head. I hit that water, and a voice in my head says, You have three kids. Screw the dog. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> so I, I climb two steps. And, like, I can do some pretty impressive stuff at this yeah. point, but that's not happening. Yeah. And so the young guy, he sees that I'm having trouble. And, of course, I'm the one who helped him in the first place and so it's an interesting back and forth of people being in saner moments right they're like okay now i got this exactly it's like when you're married it's like one person's losing it yeah person's holding it up it is it's a healthy way of living and interacting and people should do this more often so he jumps in and he sees that i'm struggling and i get out and i pull myself out and he jumps in and he tries his best to get the dock yeah eventually he can't get the dock but the old no no surprisingly okay. happy ending okay. i'm not a dog person i don't want to hear a sad story though yeah we're all about happy here. so anyway the dog floats away and we're all watching this dog and i don't know it seems fine whatever mm-hmm. it's covered in fur <laughs> you're covered with fur <laughs> brave <laughs> so <laughs> he gets the lady because she's obviously about to drown yes and, and uh, she's going to drown for her dog. For like, her I dog. I bet you if the dog wasn't in the house, she would still be in there. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so now we pull up yet another hungry mouth to feed mm-hmm. on this roof. And it's fine because nobody's really hungry anyway. Like, it's... Yeah, you're It's within a 24-hour period. You're in yeah, go you're mode. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. And I pull myself up and then I... He's in the water. He jumps off the roof to get her, and he pulls her over. Extremely heroic. Like, the mm-hmm. way he, like, put, it was like he was a lifeguard or something. It was Yay. amazing. 
and uh, amazing what you can do when you're young it is yeah and so he lifts her up to the I lower the step ladder down to six foot step ladder I keep lowering down to help people <laughs> onto the roof and <laughs> uh, so we we pull them both up and we all work together and everybody's on the roof and it's just this weird weird scene and now yeah. we have yet another person on the roof and it's sunny but the flood is increasing dramatically right you're like on a raft literally yeah yeah and and um, all the time you're looking across the street watching our house fill up with more and more water oh and you can't yeah do anything can't about do a thing the house that i was living in not hours before yeah. <laughs> is just done everything is gone Christmas decorations, wedding photos, yeah. baby photos, kid toys, it's gone. So And uh, on that note, yeah. We need to take a quick break to talk about Thrive Life Freeze Drive Food. Nice. If you're looking to put in some long term food storage, you can check out our friends and affiliates page. It's on our website and you can get fifteen percent off your first order of freeze dry food. Which is pretty significant. That's it's, significant. It's really great stuff. And you know what I've noticed? Their prices haven't gone up. Haven't they? No. So. Wow. There you go. That's incredible. I guess because they, I mean, from a business standpoint, they, they would have, because it's free dry, freeze dried. Right. They would have had a stock. lot of stock. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of energy to freeze dry things. Yes. So at this point, it's still afternoon. And one thing we haven't talked about is very much because my side of the story was so dramatic mm-hmm. mine's boring what what were you guys doing like in the afternoon well, no one was telling us anything so you were just in your I mom's house i wanted to house, get home right? to my canning and my lasagna that was in right. the fridge i realized that my mother had like no food in the house and her house never flooded her house so we're talking flooded, about a plane, we, a vertical plane difference of about ten feet. Yeah, like this is flat ground. We were still required to evacuate. Mm. One of her neighbors didn't evacuate, but it was only because he was like a past service member, and they like allowed him to stay, and he was oh. going to take care of himself, and he kind of like took care of the neighborhood. That was that her next door neighbor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. So that. They, Interesting. They there's no way he would have left. He's he would have cool shot guy. people before yeah. he left. No, he's a neat guy. But they obviously had a house full of food. So I'm realizing people are like starting to come to this part of the neighborhood, and dinner is coming. I've left that beautiful lasagna in my fridge. <laughs> Why didn't I grab it? And I had to like make dinner, and my mom just only got like a few days worth of food in her house. And so I had to go to a neighbor's house and borrow some canned tomatoes so that I could make a big pot of chili on the slow cooker, which we eventually took with us really? in the evacuation. Oh, my god! Because nobody had anything. And so I'm like, what do you got? What do you got? And she had some beef and she had some beans, but she didn't have any tomatoes. She didn't have any tomato beans. I'm like, <laughs> putting stuff in the slow cooker. And eventually it ended up in the back of the car when we got evacuated. Now, folks, this is such an apt metaphor for prepping yeah just have they stuff. weren't prepared just in any way for anything and if she'd have had enough stuff and we've said that before when i was talking to her it was like if if she had had enough supplies mm-hmm. to last the six of seven eight of us whatever it would have been in that house we would have stayed too yeah but she didn't so yeah. we had to leave and we had to be out of our house for three weeks it was a long time. We had time. no control. You yeah. know, you couldn't get anything. You're just sitting there wondering what's happening to your stuff. 
as your house slowly rots in the receding floodwaters. Oh yeah, they were all demoed. It's disgusting. So that's what I was doing, and then we were waiting for the call to evacuate. Yep. I had a full tank of gas because of you, not because of me, because I never fill up with gas. <laughs> I did, so I did I make sure. I yeah. didn't have to be in the lineup, but the lineups for gas were like a mile long. Yeah. Because everyone has a Oh, the, the succeeding weeks were, or whatever, yeah. they were, it was just lineups. Yeah. Just and, everywhere you went was lineups. And we all knew that there was a chance we were going to have to evacuate the town. Mm-hmm. But at that point, like, how much gas does a small town gas station even have? Yeah. So that was stressful, but... Eventually the whole town was evacuated. Yeah, and I had to go through it with my mom. I was like, okay, what's in your basement that needs to come up? Because what if the water right. does come up here? Yep. And it's interesting to see people who haven't gone through that evacuation level. checklist in their mind. No, that level of trauma. Yeah. See, we're talking about boomers here. So we've already, we had already had a couple instances in our life, like that fire alarm moment. Yeah. The what do you grab yeah. minute. And so we had already thought through it and, yeah. and it keeps you calm. And so one of the things that's in our emergency preparedness booklet that you can download, it's only a dollar. Or it comes in the back of every single one of our planners because we think that people should think this stuff through. Yeah. Is what do you do if you only have two minutes? Mm. What do you do if you only have five minutes? Yeah. What if you have ten minutes? And you need to think these things through. Yeah. So that you don't make stupid decisions. Now, if you've been through traumatic experiences, you these probably have are, more of a level head. Well, these things are second nature. But still. Yeah. But if it's you have have it written down, yeah. and if you've got older kids. And you've got it written down. You can just hand them the list. And you can all just go through the house and get as much done as you can in mm -hmm. that amount of time. You could turn off the hot water tank. You could turn off the main line. You could lock all the windows. You can write a note on your front door saying, Please don't break down my door. I didn't leave any firearms in my house. <laughs> so you don't have to buy new locks at the Home Depot with every other person in your town of 15,000 people. Yeah. Anyways. You got to think it's right. You and so through. we, you know, we we brought up like the family heirlooms, the stuff in the storage room, the old baby books, all the stuff that I didn't have time to do right. in my house because so you, it was coming up too fast. You guys are working your butts off at this yeah, point. I'm just standing on a roof. We're filling up our travel eternity. trailer. Yeah, we're we're filling the cooler with all the perishable things yeah. from her fridge that yeah. are going to go bad. Making as much ice as we can to fill it up. Yeah. we're hooking up the trailer, getting out of that gate. If you're in a oh, hurry huge gate, to get yeah. out, get your trailer hooked up and backed up and everything, for some reason, if you're in a hurry, it goes worse. <laughs> it takes longer. <laughs> and so we're trying to get all this stuff done. And then depending on which way the flood was coming, we could either go north on the highway or south on the highway. And those were our two options. And we didn't know until we got to the highway which way we were going to go. Right. And frankly, we went south on the highway. Because you knew your destination, right? You were going to well, your uncle's house? Or we were going to have to go to the different uncle's house Wait, north. So when you left... We didn't know if we were going to be allowed to go north or south. But you left me a note saying you were going to your uncle and aunt's house. Yeah, I was but hoping. You, that was it, my plan. Anyway. Was, so you didn't even know you were going to that particular if destination? If turned around, you might never have found us. That is so funny. So, no, this is part of the story, yeah. in which I'm sure a lot of people have the story. But Because there's low spots in that highway heading south. Oh, 
huge and dips. We had to stop. Yeah. Well, there was somebody. I don't think it was like an official emergency person, mm-hmm. but they had like a reflective vest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know that place. It's beside the Smiley Face Barn. Yep. And it's a really low little coulee. That's the one I was. I had in my mind the as river you were describing. Was starting it. to flow through it, yeah. and so they were standing there and like waving through one car at a time. Mm-hmm. And some people were turning around because they were realizing their cars were too low. I was in an SUV. Right. It was still like up well past mm-hmm. my wheels. Yeah. But it took forever to get south because it was like that was the place that you're gonna get washed into this is the trans canada highway we're talking about here bad yeah it's a crap highway so we We can't even get one highway right in this country (laughs) one it's worse than ontario it's it's worse than ontario (laughs) plus the the opp are gonna pull you over if you do more than 90 kilometers an hour so anyway you go through this dip and so we that's when i knew that Mm -hmm. we that's where, where you were, were going. gonna go okay yeah but you had already left the note on the door i was trying to text you and leave you voicemail oh yeah the whole the cell system through. was down everything was yeah. down at that point it was just incommunicado and oh. so i was also which a flood does not cause a flood this was an intentional action yeah. committed by and in hindsight government bodies. i don't know how many people who were there know this but they evacuated the, the hospital, hospital hours ahead of time they knew it was coming and didn't tell any of the people they didn't even tell the elementary school next door to the hospital Mm -hmm. that it was coming so all those kids were stuck in a red cross tent for days weeks these are the things that the society we live in prioritizes this is is canada the government's not here to help you yeah so we eventually made it out there it was about dinner time i had chili in the back of the car yeah and we waited and i kind of started to come to terms with the fact that i might be a widow now and i was trying to figure out where the life insurance papers were wow because i hadn't heard from you no it was like okay i'm up here and then that was it that was it and it was a lot of water it was a lot a lot of water it i've never seen water like that in my life it was insane it was insane so 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 i'm up on this roof and i i kind of got that that like there were no surprises there in your yeah. story for me and you ended up at your aunt and uncle's house and uh, which, which was ironically, ironically by the river very close to the river riverfront property up. yes it, it's it's hundreds of feet up yeah. like it, it was it's a cliff thing into the river but they own like that that river goes by their land yeah but they were very wealthy i'm sure they still are but they bought this really expensive piece of mm-hmm. land on the river like beautiful ranch yeah. So while I was getting our children settled and to safety, where were you? So I'm still on this roof of this tiny little flat roofed house, which was, it could have been a peak roof house. Like there was no reason. It was, the, it was relatively when quite I think comfortable. About it, it was yeah. maybe one of two flat roofed homes in that whole area of town. Or the whole town. So that was very lucky. It was very lucky because we could all just we chill out in lucky, our own little... You know what I mean six square foot plot of flat roof house <laughs> and there were two levels like there was a, a raised level so you could like go behind the lower level okay and do your business on the roof <laughs> and, and have a little bit How of privacy handy. it was okay. actually really handy and that this part of the the afternoon started to really get tedious because everybody had been saved mm-hmm. uh, the flood waters were so torrential that we realized nobody else was coming along yeah and 
we just kind of we just nobody kind of knew anything. no nobody knew anything nobody had any cell phones that's the worst part is the not knowing yeah yeah and i think if there were m more more days to this event you know we would have started to really have deep conversations mm -hmm. but it it ended that evening mm -hmm. and so we just didn't really talk about anything we just watched the water and watched things getting destroyed and eventually because you went to the fire department i'm sure eventually and told them where I was. It ended up in some kind of emergency database, and we started to see helicopters hovering. Mm -hmm. And these were private helicopters, right. not government helicopters, not police helicopters. These are just like farmers, yeah. ranchers, who it, who hobbyists. gave their fuel and time. We're yeah. talking hundreds of and dollars they were an never hour. Reimbursed. No, I highly doubt it. And they worked together to make sure they saved as many people as they could, and our journey or our time on the roof ended when this fairly small helicopter saw us and we were watching these things for hours mm -hmm. fly around us and picking people up but you didn't really have a way to signal them. no no way at all we didn't so have flares or anything to get dark yeah and what are you gonna do? it was getting on dusk so nowadays there was you could sos signal them with the flashlight of your phone but i don't think back then phones even did that no there no. wasn't even flashlights on phones. I had an iPhone 4. I don't know where that puts me technologically, but old. I'm that means we're thinking old. pretty far back. Yeah. And anyway, we see the helicopters, and eventually we realize the helicopter has seen us. Mm. And we watch it go and pick up another set of people from some other haven, mm -hmm. island, whatever. And then we watch it go and drop them off like we're watching all this step right. by step it's, it's like when unnerving are we, when are we? Yeah. so eventually it comes and it realizes the pilot realizes that he can land on the roof theoretically right. maybe and he doesn't realize how poorly this house is built though he sets A down on this roof and heavy. i have not had the privilege to be near helicopters but they are quite heavy yeah and this thing, you could feel the structure buckle under this helicopter, and it landed <laughs> on the roof, and it was, this was army stuff, even though none of us run, were soldiers run, run. or trained or anything, Yeah. and we all pile into the helicopter, and it takes off, and it shudders, oh. and the way it shuddered deeply resonated with me. That's not, a, that's not an audio joke. It was an accidental audio joke. It shuddered and shook, and I thought, I didn't... No, do he all helicopters shake like this? No. So it was probably wildly overloaded. Yes. Or it. But what's he gonna do? Leave yeah. half the people on the roof. So anyway, the collapsing. He lifted up. We got high above the town. We went to a area where there, uh, there was obviously a, a depot where they were collecting like a people. Red cross. It was it, no, it was the school. Okay. And there were a bunch of school buses lined up, and mm -hmm. they were you could tell there was great marshalling efforts happening. They mm -hmm. were moving people around, and we get dropped off in the soccer field. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember which school, okay. and we get dropped off, and then we're just standing there for a minute. And a few people in vests come up and start directing us and they say, you know, where you want to go and I don't know and it's very chaotic yet somehow really organized like the way people step up in these mm -hmm. situations is really incredible and yeah. honestly, these people are allowed to execute their moves because there is no government interference, yeah. which unfortunately is due to the lack of government interference, <laughs> like we all pay for this plan that That's never ironic. gets executed effectively. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's a whole other thing. So I ended up on a bus to the next town, half an hour away. I say town, we're talking about a town of 100 people. Yeah. It's barely a town. It's not a town. It has a green elevator and an elementary school. And a long history of racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no racism when there's only white people. There's no uh, reason to be racist. Well, there's the red people. There's. I mean, never, there was the first people. Well, there, there used to be. It's kind of what... there anymore. No, that's true. Anyway, we... Uh, I remember playing that town in volleyball in high school <laughs> and being like... These people are not high schoolers. These are adults. Yeah, they're like yeah. 25. They've yeah. all got like full mustaches. Hockey. Yeah. I played them in hockey. And terrifying. It was, it was terrifying. Like, were a few oh, towns we're just like going to lose. Every once yeah. in a while, we just like, I don't want to get on the bus to that place. Let's yeah. just, yeah, forfeit. <laughs> forfeit. <laughs> I'm going to get hit hard yeah, in I'm that gonna game. Get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> I don't want to play that game. <laughs> so we end up in this town, this small town, and we all get dumped off. And we go to this town's, what you would call, hall, okay. which is really just a small building where yeah. the, the Elks Clubs meet and get drunk every yeah, Saturday night. trashy weddings. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, literally just sitting there, and this guy comes up to me. Uh-huh. And he says, hey, how are you? I don't know. I'm all right. You? <laughs> I'm great. And he said, um... Never been better. You, uh... You helped my wife off the roof. Mm. I said, yeah, no, I helped her. He said, no. <laughs> and it was, I could tell immediately what level of businessman. Like okay. this guy, this is the kind of guy that sells cleaning supplies, but like professionally. Right. So not in not any an way just like. dealer. No, not an arms <laughs> dealer, but like this is a guy that operates a certain level and he's yeah. an absolute professional. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he runs like some kind of cleaning service okay and he has many many cars okay and many many women okay and that's as far as i'm gonna go okay however this meant that he said you know is there anything i can do to repay you Mm. and i said well um i don't know where my family is yeah I have an idea. I'm not with my family because I saved your wife. Well, no, I didn't even have to. He got yeah. it. This was yeah. the beauty of the situation. I didn't have to say or prove anything. Okay. And I love that That's when great. people get it. Yeah, it was great. And I said, I, I don't know where my family is. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't you take one of my cars? Oh. And it was this 96 Nissan Sentra, like an yeah. absolute garbage car. Yeah. But clearly in working order yeah. because this guy had multiples. Like, yeah, so it was like a little Mary Mead's car. And he said, Cute. we didn't even exchange names. And this is another situation with humans mm-hmm. that I love is when you just get it. You, mm-hmm. Who cares what you've done in the past? Yeah. Who cares about your credit? Who cares about your backstory, references. your references? All yeah. of this stuff is You can crap. tell what people if are If you can't tell, are. you're the bad guy. If you can't tell, you shouldn't be hiring people. No. That's for sure. Anyway, we had about a one two-minute conversation we hugged and <laughs> i'm sure he was grateful and i'm not a hugger and well <laughs> i am with hugger. my waving kids i'm not a, I'm hugger. Not a hugger. I'm not a hugger and uh, he gave me his car <laughs> and he said just uh you know get it back to me when you can mm-hmm. and i took off okay and i took off into the nearly cartoonish sunset okay like this is dusk the colors are flamboyant when you say dusk though we're talking like southern prairies summer 
summer. Yeah, it was like 10 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. It was like nighttime yeah. for you Americans. And I zoom off in this crap-ass little car. <laughs> and I'm going down the highway and I'm like, okay, first I got to get to grandma and grandpa's house. Mm-hmm. I got to find my, like, the wife and kids. Yeah. And uh, the army's there. Which I didn't know about. You knew about. You saw I tanks knew, come in. I knew they were there, but at that and point, what was I going to do? <laughs> I was so like, they have every entrance to town yeah, locked down with every tanks. entrance to town. So, because it's the prairies, there's these weird things with overpasses where they realize that they've commandeered an entire quarter section of land to build one overpass. <laughs> so they get all Texan about it. Yeah. They take the entire quarter section Might of land well. to build the overpass. We get the room. Whatever. This results in strange little ring roads and side roads that nobody remembers. Mm-hmm. Roads that go under overpasses for no reason. And and all kinds of hidden alleyways and side roads. Like yeah, I'm little, describing the American interstate systems. Yeah. And so I know all about these roads because I've grown up here. Yeah. And I immediately... Re- immediately realized that the army people have not covered all these roads Mm -hmm. and i don't know what it was but i knew i had to get into the town and i saw the tanks there and i saw a road that i had ridden dirt bikes on and mountain biked on and i'm like oh i'm taking this one now i'm going the wrong way down this one-way road yeah it's dirt gravel at best no nobody cares that's one of the beautiful points about things like this and i take this road all the way into town and I think I did an illegal U-turn. Doesn't matter. There was I didn't, no one there to stop. No, you. I'm in a beige Nissan Sentra. No one's stopping you. Nobody stopped me because nobody can see me. The ultimate gray man vehicle. It absolutely we is. We need one. We should get one. Yeah, maybe at a posterity one okay. day. So I zoom into town. Four cylinders firing. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I get to, I find my way to Grandma and Grandpa's house. And of course, it's deserted, long deserted. Right. You guys had left hours and hours ago. Right. But there's that note, which is amazing that you wrote that note not 100% knowing where you were going. Yeah, that's my bad. Sorry. So the note said we went to my Uncle and Aunt's house. Okay. Which you've been to once, maybe eight years prior. Once, maybe. Like when we eight were years prior. dating. First dating. Yeah. And had never been there I think again. I gave you the rural route number, but it wasn't the correct highway number. I think you gave it me the was, highway number. Okay. Okay, so being on the prairies, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of kilometers of road. <laughs> but something in my brain, I just, I, I remembered it. And okay. I knew where to go. It's like suddenly you remember a language that you learned once oh, and you yeah. forgot. And, and then someone says that and you're yeah. like, oh, they're asking where the bathroom is. So anyway, I got to get out of town, which okay. was actually surprisingly easier than getting into town. Well, yeah. And I go to town and I actually went past the the roundabout, past the you-know-what mm-hmm. restaurant. And uh, once you're in town, there was no there were no soldiers. There, there was nothing. They were just locking it down. They were just the locking outside. it down from the outside. Yeah. And so I zoom right through the center of town. So I right go through now, the flats. I want to say, yeah, there are currently people drowning and dying in their homes. Where? In the town. Mm. And the military right, is there. Yeah, the military is there and not and doing a damn thing. And they're there to make sure no one comes in. Into they the are town. not there to, to save, save the people. Yeah. 
that's yeah. messed up. So anyway, I'm zooming through the town, and uh, I have to say again, the lighting was sublime. <laughs> Had I been a photographer, it would have been just an experience <laughs> this was not unto the itself. Days. This was not. This, this was, was still well before in the days where shared Facebook photography was only for university and college kids. Oh right, that thing. That was isn't that funny that it's for then. dumb old people now. That's what weird. a weird thing. Like it went from like eighteen year old to like sixty five year olds. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway, and eventually I make it out out of the other end of town, which was not unguarded at all because it went into just a random field. Mm-hmm. And I'm zooming down the highway, and it just in my head, I just thought I think I knew where to go. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't know the rural route number, I wouldn't know where to start. No, but I made it. It's amazing. And this is did. one of those amazing and magnetic I've only been things. I've there like a thousand times. In my head, I was like, I'm finding my family tonight. I don't know where they are, but I'm going to find vision. them. And I, and I found them. And I eventually made it there. When I left that town, which was only an hour from where you were, yeah. I it was 10 o'clock, but it was still quite light out. By the yeah. time I got to your house, it was the middle of the night. Yeah. It was three four in the yeah, morning it's only an hour drive and it takes so i time. i had driven for hours yeah looking it just now occurred trying to me trying to like uh recognize a driveway yes yeah. or a mailbox yeah. or yeah. a number sign or it, i i bet i could have found it faster if i was riding a horse probably i, I if i was yeah. on a horse i would have found it faster yeah. but we don't ride horses these days <laughs> uh, i regret that i, regret I do too. i'm not a horse person especially with all these giant trailers and trucks these yeah. idi- idiots have now but back then back then i could see it so I anyway i eventually find you in the middle of the night and i knock on the door and i can't remember who answered i think it was your mom probably and she she gave me one of these takes like because honestly at that point we we're all like he's gone nobody's saying it but, but you it was all understood decided that i was dead yeah and i show up in a car we've never in a seen car you've never seen wearing brand new clothes perfectly pressed <laughs> very nice like dress clothes that's, like, the, that's the funnest part of the story because you're going to church at christmas yeah that's the clothes yeah because these had never been worn i just bought them that day you and looked so- immaculate <laughs> y- you had been fed a sandwich by the hutterites right right yeah at the red cross at tent the tent uh, the, the creepy town tent. hall yeah and you show up in a car that's not yours. It was like some weird, creepy James Bond moment. And so, of course, I'm not asleep because I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened to my life? And I come out and you just look like, <laughs> I don't know, like Jason Bourne or something. It was creepy. I was in my element. Like, Yeah. My element is like Your element chaos. is chaos. It is. You perform is. better under chaos. I don't know. I think I, I think do a lot pretty of men well now. do. I think real men do. Yeah. We're meant to solve chaos. And men, that is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't choose to be a man. <laughs> really? You don't identify as a man? Oh, I very much do. <laughs> I very much do. If anybody wants what to, are your pronouns? If anybody wants to suggest options, I will have a talk with them about that. Jesus. You can call me Mr. You can just call me nothing and look scared into my eyes. So he shows up in a car I haven't seen in a nicely pressed new outfit of Mm -hmm. nice clothing. Mm -hmm. And I say, do you want something to eat? You must be hungry. And you're like, no, I had a sandwich a little while ago. I'm full. 
<laughs> what? I'm good. I'm what good. is wrong yeah, with I, you? And so it's been how many years has it been? Twelve. Ten? Twelve years? Yeah. Since that happened? Other th- we awful have had things have many happened to us. Other experiences. But we have always been prepared. The yeah. weird thing is we lived off grid well before this mm, mm-hmm. but we were still not prepared. We just didn't want the bills, frankly. Yeah. And I didn't want the cost of like putting in the power poles. You know, ten thousand dollars a when pole, we first no when we first built our off grid home, we had money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much about the bills, it was about you know what? I'm looking around me and I see you're all idiots. Yeah. I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna do the other thing. The other thing. And it, even if it costs me more, and even back it then cost me more. it did oh, cost more. God, did it a cost lot a lot of money? And there weren't a lot of options. Amazon only sold books; like you couldn't get stuff online. When we first went off grid, Amazon was barely selling books. Yeah, that wasn't until we, we bought moved everything again. off eBay. We did, yeah. Do eBay you was the, eBay. Yeah, and <laughs> Craigslist was big. Yeah, it was like. I remember the first time I saw Kijiji for you Canadians. Yeah. That was after we built our first off yeah. home. Yeah. But so we still anyway, weren't prepared. It was, that was it our... It takes a thing to shake you into it. Quite possibly, not our first profound experience, but probably our most uh, storied. Changing. Yeah. It was, storied. Yeah. It has like a whole thing of all these amazing things where... And we've learned from that and, yeah. and other disasters... We've profited from that wisdom. Yeah. And we would like to help you profit from that wisdom. Yeah. Do we have time to quickly run through a few more things from our emergency I, I think we should. Unit? I do. Yeah, I think we should. Because I don't want this to turn into a three-parter, because that's just not That's a lot. Reasonable. We're already way over time. Lots of people do one-hour episodes. Okay. I can do it, too. <laughs> Joe Rogan does, like, three hours, and he, like, smokes drugs and stuff. I can, I can do an hour. I'm not going to smoke drugs. No, that's I know that's, like, a thing now doing. where people like to smoke drugs. I'm good. And I really don't think Joe Rogan actually smokes hard drugs, because you can't keep your head. No, but still. But I just, I can't. I'm yeah. not going to promote that. Not that I'm... It's like gambling. I've never gambled. I'm, like, almost 40. Why start now? I'm not going to get all... Baptist about it and be like, <laughs> you know, your judgment day is coming. I don't care. Do your no. thing. Just us personally, we don't have the chops for it. No. Maybe Joe Rogan do does. I don't know. We don't. Uh, it, it would not be a listenable podcast. It. I'd be s- melting on the floor. Yeah. We're talking about emergency backpacks mm-hmm. and how helpful it would be in this sort of situation. Yeah. If you, as the adult, and I'm saying this from experience of a different bug out experience. <laughs> if you try to leave empty room in your bag in case you need to take out items from the kids' bags and lessen their loads, that is super helpful. Yeah. So get the biggest bag that you think you can and yeah. get a light, high quality bag, at least for the adults. Yeah. The kids like cute bags. You, they got to be cute. It's got to be it a fun It has to be experience. light and cute for them. Yeah. And it has to be high quality and super super lightweight for you yeah if all else fails you could always jettison some of their gear or some of your gear into a heavy duty garbage bag which is on the list that we have um your bags need to be stored in a relatively cool space Mm -hmm. that might not be your garage depending on you know where you live but if you might get flash floods 
or tsunamis, you might not want to store your bags in the basement. So yeah, that's a good. Nobody point. wants to be looking at them in their mudroom all the time, but also no one wants to go fishing down in the flood waters to get your bags. Yeah. If you are going by our checklists, anything with an asterisk beside it, you need to check every six months. Okay. So it's like stuff that the sizes might change or food that you should probably eat and rotate and get new. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what goes into like a baby bag? We have babies. We have toddlers. What goes into their bag? I know this sounds boring to me, but I know that from listener feedback a lot of you stand around with like pens and paper so which i mean if you're learning yeah like yeah we do so much of this instinctively we don't really openly talk mm -hmm. about it or even think about it anymore but so let's just read the list yeah what goes into a baby's okay. bag so let's talk about easy access you want to talk about a bag tag with a photo yeah uh, a photo of the child of the child Emergency, because if you get separated, which we have yeah. been, as we just narrated. They need something to post. Emergency contact info, uh, family emergency plan, which these have asterisks as these first three, so you, you need, need to update keep these updating constantly. them. Yeah. Um, and also, those are in the back of every single one of the planners we sell, and it's in the back of our emergency prep thing, yep. which you can download off of her. You want to have some laminated blank paper that and is a Sharpie really marker handy. so that you can leave a note for yeah. people for where you're going to go. So for example, when I left our house, it was a post-it note. It was a post-it note and yeah. I easily could have fluttered away somewhere. Oh, when, easily. A when sl I left the slightest breeze. <laughs> <laughs> and when I left grandma's house, yeah. I could have also posted better directions, like a little map doodled mm -hmm. maybe. So we always have that now. It would have been better. Packs. It would have been much more effective and safer. If it were a laminated piece of paper, I can see you looking at me yeah. like I'm, I'm about to tell a joke. Uh -huh. With a Scottish style, like a throwing axe through it. <laughs> Pinning it to the door. That would have been good. It would have been good. It would have... I mean, that door was awful anyway once they kicked every door <laughs> in in town. So yeah, the, might as well the cops have. broke it anyway. Giant what? spider. Giant spider in the corner. It's running. Oh, what's up, that big? Yeah. I wasn't going to let it drop on me later. It's not that big. <laughs> the bush! The bush! No, the bush! Sorry, uh, we had to cut there because there was a giant spider in the corner. Spider. <laughs> when you live off grid, sometimes there's giant spiders. Spiders. Moving on. Moving on. What else do you have in a baby's or like infant toddler backpack? Well, you're gonna need clothing. Okay. Because they pee themselves often. <laughs> well, they do. We pack only long sleeve pants and yep. long sleeve shirts. Yeah. Because if it's if hot, it's, if you it's don't summer, need clothing. Or you can just cut them off. Yeah. But if it's the winter, you need the sleeves. You do. So, sweater, pajamas, hat, socks, like just whatever you can pack. Yeah. And you need diapers. 20 diapers. At least. At least. Yeah. You, babies, yes. For all of our more holistic uh -huh. thinking listeners, which I know that. you're out there if you're listening. You could do EC or you could do cloth diapers. You keep coming up with these acronyms. Are you making this stuff up? <laughs> 
inch bags, EC. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what this stuff is. Elimination communication. Come again? Don't you remember trying that? Yeah, when we held our newborn over the potty? Yeah. That was a stupid, (laughs) stupid idea, and he hated it. And he goes potty fine now. He's fine. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to diapers. When you have like more than a half a dozen kids, you get to experiment on some of them. You're a weirdo. I feel like you're making this stuff up. (laughs) I mean, I know you're not. But it does sound made up. I don't mean to minimize your <laughs> minimize my experience. minimize your experience. There's a lot of weird crap uh, out there. You're my filter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're gonna want diapers because yes. babies soil themselves constantly. Yes. You're gonna want garbage bags, For cloths, diapers, but also wipes. Yeah. Anything, a swaddle blanket, a burp cloth, mm-hmm. clean up stuff. Uh, food. First thing, water. A Berkey bottle or a Life Straw. We really like the Berkey bottles, especially yeah. for kids. Yeah, we haven't had those for years, but we did have them. The blue. When we went down to Central America. Blue the blue bottles, ones. Yeah. And they were great. Uh, on water, you need empty baby bottles, actual bottles of water, not mm-hmm. just filtering mechanisms. Baby food, baby food, baby formula. Now, this is important because you want to have high energy snacks. Goldfish, applesauce, baby food. Like stuff that not only the baby can eat, but everybody can eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really like grinding up the freeze dried food and calling that baby food. Oh, it's epic. Put a little water in there. It's shelf stable until you put water in it. And if you don't use it, you throw it in your next pot of soup. Yeah. You want comfort stuff. Stuffed toy, animals, a board book. This is anything. more important for like the four and under crowd. Yeah, not so much for the baby, but for the toddlers. Yeah. Things that smell and feel like home. Mm-hmm. They provide an anchor, an emotional anchor, which yeah. is extremely important. Shelter. You want to talk about having a blanket mm-hmm. just to huddle under or a tarp or a plastic sheet and some bungee straps in case you have to rig something up. Those are always handy. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into the safety aspect of things. This is still in the baby bag. Okay. A uh, whistle, mm-hmm. a compass, a folding knife. Obviously, the baby's not using these. But it's to help the person taking is. care of said. Baby. One thing we learned when packing these bags, and this was purely from experience, is redundancy. Mm-hmm. So I don't have just a knife, or sorry, <laughs> I don't just have a bag with the knives in it. Yeah. I have a knife in like five different bags. Yeah. Just and you case. know where they are in every yeah. single bag. We're no longer in our bug out phase, but... We are bugged out. We are bugged out. If stuff happens yeah. here and we have to bug out, the world The world is has gone to fire. shit and there's nowhere to go. Yeah. We have instinctively chosen a very safe place. There are many, many safe places to be. The only thing if that you could look happen at a, here yeah. is a forest fire, but we own the only fire forest around yeah there's only fields around and us. we maintain it yeah i feel like the f- fire would stop at our forest it probably would it would have to burn a lot of and shit. we maintain a well-maintained yeah. forest near our house but anyway in the baby bag okay mm-hmm. yeah people people have their pen and paper this is what people are telling me just read the list well, yeah read the list so you want to have headlamps headlamps mm-hmm. in every bag extra batteries for the headlamps mm-hmm. glow sticks 
candles. Mm-hmm. You want to light a fire, you need candles. Yeah. Because even if you can get a flame going, you need a way to maintain that flame. And there's no better way than having a candle. Yeah. You get a little bit of spark and a candle lit, then you're you good have, to go. You have many chances yeah. of lighting that fire if you have and a tea light. And successive fires. One tea light. It's like yeah. a quarter of an ounce. Uh, a Bic lighter. There are so many lighters out there. There are no better lighter mm-hmm. than a gas station Bic lighter. Yeah. I know Zippos are high quality. It's 99 cents. Just do it. Just do it. Get 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And you have months worth of fu- year. I think we had four Bic lighters last year. I don't yeah. think we went through all four of them. And no. we light fires all winter. Multiple day fires and night. every day. So get a Bic lighter. Yeah. Don't be a princess about it. Uh, first aid, which should be in every bag, including the baby bag. And then five like masks. Basic first aid. Yeah. Sorry. Nitrile gloves, infant Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And finally, the records. So in each bag, you should have copies of the birth certificate, healthcare card, SIN numbers, any legitimate info to prove to the government that, yes, indeed you are human. Because despite you your can't stature, bipedal <laughs> stance, and dual eyes. Yes. If you can't prove that you live in that town Dicks. and that you live there, yeah. they won't let you back in they to won't. get your house. No. To get your stuff. We all can't brown center our way through yes. back roads. Yeah. Only a proper hillbilly <laughs> slash redneck can, can do that. Okay. Let's go through the children's checklist really quick. It's mostly the same as the infants. Yeah. Just highlight the differences. Okay. In my kids' bags, in the easy access part, I also add zip ties and duct tape because that's very helpful. They have those teeny tiny rolls of duct tape at the yeah. dollar store. That's completely fine. Mm-hmm. They have the same, you know, shirt, sweatpants, sweater, a pair of underwear, a couple pairs of socks, a garbage bag. They can also use that for a poncho if needed. They have some hygiene items in each bag. Toothbrush, toothpaste, chapstick, a teeny tiny like hotel bar of soap. Mm-hmm. Toilet paper. If you take the cardboard roll out, it smushes down really small. I give them each a washcloth and a travel shampoo. If needed, depending on the age of the child, you also need like nighttime diapers. Some sort of comfy you know, stuffy or a blankie and a sippy cup or a bottle if they're still using that. As far as food, in each kid's bag after like age three plus, I include a Berkey bottle or a Life Straw, not both. I include a pack of Sterotabs and directions that they can understand, a bottle of water, some high energy snacks, three juice powders in case that filtered water doesn't frankly taste very good, protein bars, some sort of candy that doesn't melt like hard candy, wet wipes, and the ingredients for one meal for the family that's your size. For comfort, the kids get a little bit more. They get a notebook, a pen, and a pencil. They get crayons. They get either a card game or dice. They get a sheet of stickers. Kids love stickers. I don't know why. They get a blanket that smells like home, which is important, and a small toy or stuffed animal that they get to choose, and they get laminated family photos. For shelter, each of my kids get a blanket, 
a tarp or a plastic sheet, even a clear shower curtain liner is fine, and bungees or a paracord. And as far as safety, the kids, they get the same as the baby, a whistle or a compass. They get pepper spray, that's obviously for an adult to use, but it's important. They get a folding knife, again, age appropriate, and they get maps of the local area. The only other thing that's kind of different is the kids also get uh, small bills and coins because ATMs go down as soon as your cell phones go down. Yeah. And that's really inconvenient if you don't have small bills and coins. Have some cash. Yeah. Adult 1 and 2. We have in all of our downloads and all of our planners, we have adult one and adult two lists. They're ever so slightly different. If you are the only adult, you need to combine both. A lot of the stuff is still the same, except adults get USB chargers, like power banks and the charger cords for every phone that you have in your house. And they get a current photo of every family member. Yeah. Also, let's see what's different. You might need deodorant, you might need some feminine supplies, comb, hair elastics, a disposable razor. Pertinent clothing. You might need a spare set of glasses, like yeah. your old set. For food, adult number one gets a kitchen knife, a can opener, ingredients for two meals, <laughs> some disposable cutlery, paper plates or bowls and the travel cooking implements right like the stove the fuel the cooking pot mm -hmm. that's adult number one adult number one might also get like one of those cheap tube tents or like a bigger tarp uh also for safety adult number one in our list anyways the way that we've kind of divided ours is adult number one gets some heavy doozy scissors and some work gloves. Yeah. And for first aid, adult number one gets the first for the full first aid kit, like mm -hmm. the trauma first aid kit. They get some N95 masks. They get some potassium iodide tablets, enough for two weeks for your whole family. The vitamins are not the same. Mm-hmm. And they get crazy glue. And adults also get, you know, the small small bills, coins. They get copies of all your credit and debit cards, and they get copies of everyone's passports. Adult number two gets a slightly different list. They they still have ingredients for two meals, but they don't have all the cooking gear. Mm. But they do get, like, Hand Creek Radio, some tent stakes. Yeah, you have to split up some of this big stuff. Yeah, a hatchet. The small shovel. Yeah. That, like, little trowel yep. if you need to poop in the woods. The poop shovel. <laughs> the poop shovel. Uh, they also get, uh, you know, the credit debit card passports. There's more toiletries. Yeah. You basically have to split up between the two bags all of the responsible items, the yeah. things you need. And you need to kind of make it even. Yeah. And so... There might be more protein bars in one yeah. adult's bag as opposed to the other. And for the kids, we just try and give them a little bit of everything. Yeah. The other thing that we think it's really smart to think about beyond bug out bags is what do you do if you know you need to bug out? Mm. And so we have, in the printables and in the back of every planner, we have an evacuation checklist. Yeah. 
And I think it's really helpful to make those decisions right now so you don't have to make choices during a time of stress. And speaking back to that one flood experience, I know people who took like high school reunion photos and snow pants and that's what they decided they should take like ski pants why because people make bad decisions in times of stress and so then they get to the whatever red cross camp and they Mm. realize they haven't got their wallet they don't have their password they don't have their insurance papers (laughs) but they have snow pants phew in july that's crazy so you need to make these lists ahead of time so that you can make good decisions Mm -hmm. and so that you can delegate to your spouse or kids without having to like reiterate Mm -hmm. decisions if you have two minutes what do you grab if you only have two minutes kids yeah keys phones pets wallet purse chargers cash backpacks the necessary stuff yeah if you have five minutes maybe think about your laptop and the chargers the household binder passports and Mm -hmm. lock the doors and windows Mm -hmm. if you have 10 minutes you have the luxury of considering bottled water just grab a case or two from the basement easy food from the pantry turn off the water heater uh get your portable safe or the contents Mm -hmm. from it if you have 20 minutes and it's amazing how fast so these things change. So you've got all this stuff. Yeah. You've done the two-minute list. You've done the five-minute list. Yeah. You've done the ten-minute list. Your kids are in the car. You're still good. You still don't have that, like, I need to leave now yeah. feeling. Uh, extra extra boots and shoes. Coats, mm-hmm. which are important even in the middle of summer. You can get a chill. Uh, leave a note on your door. Yeah, if where you need you're going. to tell your husband where you're headed. <laughs> Turn off all the lights. Unplug everything you can. Yeah. If you have 30 minutes, grab a cooler. Mm-hmm. Put some ice in it. And put some food in it. Yeah. Get some blankets and pillows. And if you're all loaded up with your kids and the animals in the car and you have, and you think you still have time, uh, take two minutes to check on your neighbors. Yeah, but don't visit. No, don't visit. It's a trap. Th- this is not the time to linger. Give yeah. yourself seriously 60 seconds to make sure they know it's time to go. S- 60 minutes. Oh, so you mean 60, 60 seconds for 60 your seconds for the neighbors. Yeah, totally. Pick your favorite neighbor. Yeah. Tell them it's time to go. If they need a ride, take them. That's mm-hmm. it. Yep. And then get on your way. Yeah. And that's our emergency backpacks advice. Yeah. Condensed into an Along hour. with a long story about our probably weirdest emergency bug it's out. Maybe the third. I think our longest. Fourth, but definitely the longest. Definitely the longest. Yeah. Definitely the most financially detrimental. Well, maybe not. Yeah. But yes it was stressful. No. It was weird. Yeah. But it was it was the longest and most profound. Okay. I I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Do you have a quote for us to round out today's episode? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, a determined soul will do more with a rusty monkey wrench than a loafer, this is a person, mm-hmm. will accomplish with all the tools in machine shop. I'll like, that's Who's that? Robert Hughes. Okay, a loafer is a person, not a loafer as a shoe. Yeah, I see it as a shoe now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a snob. Okay. Good night, everybody. I hope this was helpful. If it was, if you could share it with a friend or put it on social media, that is like super helpful to us. And we will see you next time.